The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome to America's Mayor Live. Coming to you today from, of all places, the nation's capital. So today, I don't know, once I get here, I get all confused. I had my show all figured out, and then I got here, and uh, I think I'm going to do it backwards, because everybody here does things backwards. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, the, rea- the reality is that um, you know I've lived in this city uh, for a good de- well, you know, it's the only other city. It's the only other city I, I've uh, I've lived in, and I think it is. I lived here six years, f- seven years. The Ford administration and the Reagan administration, and then of course the la- the last the, the last three years of the Trump administration. Being his lawyer, I was here uh, basically every day. So I am quite. I am quite used to it. I know it, and it—it's uh, just deteriorated to the point where it's now also a danger. You know, it's also a dangerous city. The the per capita crime rate is significantly higher than New York. I was talking to Bernie Carrick about it the other day, and I almost couldn't believe it when Bernie showed me the numbers. Uh, it's it's like numbers that would have. I think I would have fired a police. I would have fired the entire police department. I had a whole new one, and that's not their fault, really. It's the fault of the de- uh, the defunding and all of the other crazy stuff they do. Well, I'm now. I've, I now have had a chance to read the piece of junk that is the Hunter Biden lawsuit against me and my attorney Bob Costello. Uh, you know, Bob can speak for himself. He's a very fine lawyer, but. Um, a piece of junk. I mean, it's written by a second-rate lawyer for sure. Uh, misspellings, um, but that's not you know that's just picky, picky. But silly things like um, alleged alleged laptop. Okay, Hunter, we got to make up our mind now. We're in the ninth inning. You know, is it your podcast or isn't it your podcast? We can't do the thing uh, that you got away with on television, where you were asked, "Was it your podcast?" Well, I, uh, uh, I don't, um, uh, uh, you remember, do you remember bringing a podcast to a, a, a repairman? Uh, I don't, um, no, um, no, uh, uh, are you missing, uh, are, are you missing a, 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 a computer? Uh, um, missing a computer. He missed, he, he, he lost three. This happens to be only one of three, probably more. Three we can count. One that ultimately came to us by virtue of the hard drive. Uh, one that he left with his so-called either friend or psychiatrist, I don't know. Uh, it was obtained by the FBI in a raid of his psychiatrist's office. Uh, I don't think uh, the raid was uh, having to do with him. I think it was ha- having to do with other situations involving that particular psychiatrist. Uh, because, you know, if they, I mean, if they knew Hunter was involved, they wouldn't have raided the guy. And they promptly gave it back to him, of course, of course. I mean, my goodness, you don't want to look at Hunter's. You can, you can take Giuliani's um, 
uh, uh, Apple account and for uh, three, three and a half years and kind of spy on him being Trump's lawyer. But God forbid you should look at Hunter's uh, Hunter's laptop. Oh, my goodness, no. I mean, I'm not going to do that. Give it right back to him. Like they wouldn't take the hard drive when I offered uh, it to them. Uh, so uh, he's suing us. It's a strange. He's suing uh, us for stealing his information and also for hacking and reorganizing it and changing it and all sorts of kinds of all kinds of things that um you know get done in hacking <laughs> i don't i didn't hack uh, I, this is i didn't hack his i didn't hack him or anybody else i don't know how to do it i wouldn't do it if i did but i don't know how to, i don't know how to hack i don't know what the hell he's talking about hacking it i was given a hard drive and i did alternatively refer to it as his computer but I met the hard drive. I never had his computer. I had, I had a, a hard drive is a, as far as I understand, is a copy of the computer. And I had a complete 100% copy of his computer. I did make one change to benefit their family, actually. I deleted the photographs from, one, from, from the copy I gave out when I realized that there were inappropriate photographs on there of young children, of children under the age of 18. Um, and I gave out a version of it from then on that only contained the text and everything else. And, but I had already given to the post a complete copy of it. In other words, the post had the same thing I had and, and had and has a complete copy of the computer. Now, why is it illegal? Because he brought the computer to be repaired to John Mac Isaacs and he signed an agreement that if he didn't come and pay for the repairs and take it back after, excuse me if I, I, I don't have it in front of me, so after six or nine months, it becomes the property of the merchant. It's a form agreement that many of us sign when we leave equipment with, with, with merchants so that merchants can dispose of the things that we don't come back for. And it becomes their property at that point. They can also sell it. Uh, and it became John Mac Isaac's property. Uh, that determination was made by lawyers, other, even other than me. And uh, the time I got it, I was like the third per third person to get it. Um, so I, ne I never, never saw his computer, never hacked it, never changed it, never did anything to it. As far as I know, his computer is with the FBI. There is some concern, however, because I do remember an FBI agent testifying about a year ago before Congress, and no follow-up on this, and I went, <gasps> when I heard it, that <laughs> he didn't know where the computer was now. That I, I'm not sure he used the word misplaced, but it sounded to me awful, awful, awful lot like we misplaced it, which, you know, I would never have believed until now that they misplaced it on purpose. Um, so I don't know what happens with this lawsuit, lawsuit. There are any number of options. We could move to dismiss it because in some ways it's a hypothetical lawsuit because he, he doesn't really acknowledge that this is, his, this is his, his computer or the hard drive is a copy of his computer. So what's he suing about? If it's not his, he can't sue anybody. He doesn't have standing. He says he calls it uh, the alleged, his, his alleged laptop. 
Sorry, Hunter, it's either your laptop or it isn't. It's not an alleged laptop. It's yours or it's not, and you're the one who knows because now you've seen all these things and you either wrote them or you're going to claim you didn't write them. You either wrote that for the last 30 years I've been paying all the expenses of the Biden family and I've also been required by my father to give him half my income. You either wrote that on January 3rd, 2019 in a text or email to your daughter or you didn't. Uh, the jig is up, you know, or, or your father either did or didn't call you and have an, a very, very damaging, disastrous conversation with you in which he indicates that he knows all about your foreign dealings in China. And he does it in his own voice. And he leaves his name in the message, and it's right there in living color. Uh, could be considered a confession by the president of being involved in... Uh, a good deal of the Chinese business that he lied about uh, during the debate with President Trump and said he had nothing to do with China. In this uh, tape-recorded conversation in 2019, he makes it clear that he had read this very detailed article in the, in the New York Times about your dealings in China. And as far as he could tell, because it talks about the criminal conduct of the people you were involved in, as far as he could tell, you were in the clear. Kind of like uh, the words that a, a Whitey Bulger would use, you know, or, or, or a uh, Fat Tony Salerno. Now, why do I pick Whitey Bulger? Because most of America doesn't know because it's been hidden from them because you and your father are protected criminals. You're in the protected class of Democrats that uh, can harm Donald Trump, so you're going to be protected against any kind of crime. It seems like any kind of crime, including things that come close to treason, like uh, uh, taking millions from the Red Chinese and uh, giving up the Bagram Air Base and having us have to speculate that maybe you did it because of all the money you got from China. I mean, you get away with anything. Uh, I mean, the, re the, the, the reality is that there are so many connections between the money and the favors that your father did that it, it would be for a mediocre prosecutor uh, a case of a lifetime that you almost couldn't lose. I don't think you could lose it even in front of a D.C. jury. Um, so uh, remember when Biden testified... Um, Testif uh, not testify, but Biden was debating uh, tr uh, Trump, and he twice called me a, a Russian pawn. So that was an elaborate setup that started, that started with getting the 51 uh, dishonest, dishonorable former fellow uh, intelligence officers of the United States to write a letter with a day and a half uh, uh, notice, or even less, that um, that the hard drive appeared to be uh, had the earmarks of Russian disinformation. Well, uh, that was written several days before the debate, and it's quite obvious uh, that during the debate, this was done as a setup, so that uh, he he could point to that Biden could point to that. Uh, and say all these 51 intelligence uh, muckety-mucks 
said it's Russian uh, disinformation, and you and your crony or friend uh, Giuliani, who's a Russian pawn, uh, you know, were getting this from Russia. Well, he said that twice, clearly lying, knowing uh, that it was his son's uh, uh, computer, hard drive, had been verified by the FBI eight months earlier. But here's the thing that has always troubled me. I'm going to leave you, going to leave you with this as we take a break. When that was said, it was really uh, very, very misleading to the American people. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This was all. It seems to me this debate was all a setup for Biden to be able to 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 say that the. Uh, hard drive that the New York Post had used for the stories about all of the criminality of the Biden family was a Russian, you know, Russian hoax. Uh, he got 51 um, bums to sign off on it without checking. But listen. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had a, The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Well, of course, that's not true at all. Trump has made no money from China, and Biden has made $31 million in counting. I mean, that alone disqualifies him for president, doesn't it? His family getting $31 million from China. Well, he says his family got it. But, you know, this idea that it's not connected to him is, like, really ridiculous because, you know, how you connect things. You connect things with evidence. So here's the evidence, Hunter. January 3rd, 2019, saying, I, uh, I pay for all the expenses of the family, and I give 50% of my income to my father. That shows you how the money flows to the father. That explains it to you. It's called in a trial an admission. Now, you can try to refute that. You can show that no such records exist, that it didn't happen. But you can't say there's no evidence. That is such an ignorant thing that these people keep repeating. There's no evidence of Biden being involved. What I just said, what I just repeated to you, and which is in black and white, on the computer, on the hard drive, on the copies of it, in the FBI files, verified, is evidence. Now, evidence doesn't necessarily mean it's true. If, if all evidence were true, then everybody, you know, there'd be no reason for a trial. The idea is you put up the evidence and the other, other side counters it. But to say there's, there is, there is, in fact, if, you, if we want to discuss evidence as items of evidence, there are thousands of items of evidence of Joe Biden over a 35-year period taking bribes selling his public office, and then a number of uh, items of evidence showing him selling out our country. And it is disgraceful that with all that, he still sits in the White House and uh, we're, we're yawning and trying to figure out what the heck to do about it. It's pretty simple what to do about it. Uh, get him out. Impeach him, or uh, take uh, take the route of the Twenty Fifth Amendment. 
Well, we'll be back uh, with a, f- a few more items and also with your very interesting calls. We'll be back very shortly. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back uh, to the Rudy Giuliani Show. Uh, just a few items that I wanted to point uh, point out. Uh, there's a, a case in New Jersey, uh, uh, just a tragedy where a 14-year-old girl took her own life uh, because of the incessant bullying that went on in the Central Regional School District in Ocean County. Uh, cell phones were used. Uh, it, it was done both online and in, and in person. She attended, uh, I guess it was the Central Regional High School in Berkeley Township. And um, she was assaulted on February 1st, very, very seriously beaten. And then she took her own life two days later. Uh, this 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 activity, this kind of activity in schools, is is becoming not infrequent. I wasn't going. I'm not going to say uh, uh, common, but not inf- infrequent. And um, it is really, I I believe, a product of um, the period we live in of the of the hatred and the evil and the that's been that's been. Uh, that's be- that's become part of what we teach in school. I mean, when when you teach Marxism, and you've been doing it for thirty to forty years in school, you've taken God out, and really you've taken all forms of objective, any form of objective morality out of out of schools. Like, do anything you want to do that makes you feel good, which is the sort of uh, uh, governing philosophy and you you confuse the hell out of children about their sexuality at ages in which they can't possibly deal with it by bringing uh, drag queens in and and uh, people who are cha- who are challenging thousands and thousands of years of human uh, uh, morals uh, uh, way, ways of living ways of looking at things uh, you're going to have an awful, awful lot of confused children. And then when you add to that the fact that you've got a president that has essentially just opened the doors wide to the entry of fentanyl and other kinds of dangerous drugs into the United States at levels unheard of before. I mean, more of a drug overdose deaths under Biden than any American president. We're going through an era with a slight change now taking place where we're glorifying marijuana. Our, our, our mayor does it. Our mayor was going to build the economy of the city on, on alleged uh, legal marijuana. Uh, which Now think about that. What that meant was uh, the city makes more money uh, the more out of it people become. In other words, the more marijuana they buy and take, legitimately now we're saying, right, 
the more money the city makes. So it's in the city's interest for the people to kind of be smashed out on marijuana all the time. Otherwise, it doesn't make a lot of money. Well, because that was always so stupid. It tells you that Adams is not much of a thinker as well as not much of a cop thinking that he was really going to dominate the marijuana uh, trafficking and the illegals wouldn't take over. I mean, they're beating him now 1,000 to 10. Uh, predictable from day one if you had something called common sense. Uh, but he doesn't. Uh, he, you know, he, he, he's part of the, even though he's a cop, he says the right things and does the wrong things because he doesn't have the internal stamina to stand up to the decrepit ideas of the Democrat Party, uh, which are ruining cities all over America. Reason the Dallas mayor left the Democrat Party doesn't want to ruin Dallas. Um, the, the border being open not only brings fent fentanyl in, but it's um, we've got three hundred thousand unaccompanied children we we can't f that came in eighty five thousand of which we can't find. We don't know what happened to them, and that's that's the ones we've checked on. We we we, we may not know where any of them are. What's being done with them? You don't even want to think about. Uh, so these are all things that are going to have to get straightened out in this election that's coming up. It's awful lot rides on this election. I mean, I love dogs. I saw my daughter's dog last, last night. His name is Stanley. I'm generally a big dog fan, but Stanley's a little tiny dog, and he's really so cute. But I, I, this dog that the president has, what's wrong with that family? Even the dog? I mean, is this his 11th person that he's bitten? I, mean, I don't know, dude. I had a dog, Goalie, when I was mayor. Like, he has a dog. Is, he can go around biting 11 people. And he kind of like, like people. I mean, I, I'm not going to, I mean, people were talking about the dog being put down and all this other stuff. I, maybe maybe the dog should be, you know, should be relieved of the pressures of being at the White House and should go live on a farm or something like that, which which is what the president should do. He should be relieved of the pressures of the White House, uh, tried for the, for, the, for the 35 years of crimes and all the bribes that he took and all the damage that he's done to the United States, including people dying as a result of his criminal actions. And uh, and then I guess he could be put in some form of a prison that has a nursing home because I don't know how much the guy can do for himself. So if, if he's in prison, I mean, I'm not sure people aren't going to have to walk around, walk around with him and show him which way to go. Otherwise, he'll do what he does as president, you know, walk out the wrong door. Uh, he fell again yesterday. Because nobody mentions it now, but I mean, it, these one of these falls could be catastrophic. I don't know if you know the statistics on elderly people falling, but they're uh, gruesome. And um, Target closing down its big store in New York City, which gives you an idea of which way the city is going. And somebody has had the idea, I, I saw it in the post, I, I should have looked at it more carefully, but somebody has the idea we all should go around with Narcon, not Narcan or Narcon, in case, I guess, we want to take fentanyl or we smell it. 
and therefore we 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 follow the fate of the poor one year old, Dom, uh, the little boy Dominici who, uh, oh, oh, and now we've got the evidence that two of the Chinese payments, the I guess the last two, uh, went to the to hunter to hunter's dad's home, uh, but of course. Hunter's dad had nothing to do with the Chinese arrangement, even though it says 10% for the big guy in the deal with the um, top Chinese spy, according to Hunter. You know, Joe is part of that deal. And um, I don't know if, if James Bolger is part of that deal. He's part of the other Chinese deal, the one in which the Bank of China put money into their ridiculously stupid private equity fund where the partners were. And I say this to you, and I keep telling you this because the press doesn't tell you this, and they don't find this shocking. I do. Hunter was partners with the stepson of John Kerry, which meant when China became their partner, when the Red Chinese became their partner, they were partners with the son of the vice president of the United States, and the Secretary of State of the United States. They also were partners with the nephew of one of the biggest organized criminals in the United States because one of their partners was James Bulger, the nephew of Whitey Bulger. These are the kinds of people that Biden does business with because he is a criminal. C-R-I-M-I-N-A-L. A criminal. Like Zolshevsky is a member of... Ukrainian organized crime. So was Kolomoisky, the mentor to Zelensky. So is uh, 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 the mayor's the mayor's wife in in Moscow. These are people that are international level criminals. But for some reason, the press does not find it unusual that the son of the vice president was a business partner for some time with the uh, nephew of one of the biggest organized criminals in the United States, and that one of the main places they were trying to do business was in a very dangerous country, which has its sights set right against the interests of the United States, Red China. But I don't know. I think at some point he's going to be held to account for this. If he isn't, the country's lost. It's just lost. Let's go to Robert in Brooklyn. Hello, Robert. Hello, Rudy. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, um, fine. Just a, couple of po- just a couple of points. One about the uh, justice system or the lack of it, and the other about the budget. You know, it, it, the um, our justice system, two major uh, standards is the preponderance of evidence. I'm not a lawyer. You could correct me. It's preponderance of evidence and proving someone beyond the shadow of a doubt. Right, and when you have when you have a legal system that you, you see how ridiculous it is. Uh, for example, the latest decision that happened yesterday, with that railroad, the kangaroo with the guys, but they, they can't absurd. even uh, properly evaluate the uh, the property. It's absurd. So, but when you see such a, such you know you know you have a calculator and you, one plus one gives you three, so then you you have to question all the convictions that are taking place in the United States because. You have a system that's obviously messed up. That's that's number one. And number two is you know the budget. 
put, when you have such a communist, fascist system, you have a question whether it's ethical or not that we should be funding it with one penny. But just from a common sense point of view, when you have this unbelievable invasion at the border, and, you know, the, 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 executive, the, the executive branch like Trump, he was able to control the border. So, I mean, for the, the Republicans, they shouldn't even be negotiating right. that type any budget. They should make a prerequisite just to negotiate, just to sit at the table that Biden close the border and that if you have to call up Mexico to put 28,000 people on the border to close the border. That's I just what do you think? Well, I I mean, my my instincts are all in that direction because I like to play hardball and I like to negotiate hard and I like to negotiate with the maximum amount of leverage. But I, I, I have a somewhat different view, maybe because and I could be wrong because I'm putting so much emphasis on the 2024 election. I do not want us to do anything that deprives us of a significant amount of votes that we could get in that election. And I think if we were on a level playing field, meaning we were treated by the press equally, and the actual responsibility for the closing of government were properly assessed as between Republican and Democratic policies, what you're saying would make all the sense in the world, and it would work. But I'm, and and maybe I, and I'm, 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 I'd be more than happy to argue this out all night, like I used to do my own budgets, with my own staff and with Peter and Peter Valone and Peter Powers. Uh, I think uh, right now we got to take a look at how we're going to look, how we're going to be painted uh, going into the twenty four election, if there's a significant shutdown of the government and it has an impact on our economy. That doesn't mean we shouldn't try to get reductions. We shouldn't try to see if we can get a closing of the border. We shouldn't fight these things. But we've got to be real careful and watch it very carefully that we don't go to the point of looking unreasonable and unable to govern. Because right now, and, I, I, and I'm generally not a big poll guy, uh, right now we're sitting on... going in to prevent defense in the at the end of the third quarter. But we're sitting on a hell of a lead. And we got a guy that's uh, defeating himself. It's really hard to do both in politics and life because generally the good leaders are activists. They want to do something, right? Uh, when the other guy is hurting him, when the, other, when the other guy is defeating himself, get out of his way. Just get out of his way. Let him just keep doing it. I mean, this guy is remarkable in what he does every day. I mean, he tripped yesterday. I mean, all, all you got to do is uh, play the role that I play or Sebastian Gorker or Greg Kelly or, 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 um, or, or Bo, who comes, you know, comes on uh, shortly. Um, just point out the things that he's doing. And um, and people, uh, which is fair because the American people have to be warned about how incompetent their president is. And the president, uh, pre the president, <laughs> the former president, my friend, uh, 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 Donald Trump, has uh, uh, the last cup, particularly the last, I can't say exactly how long, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. 
It's been probably his best campaigning he's ever done. I mean, he's really presidential. <laughs> when he, even when he does his, um, his um, uh, rallies, which, which had become like a variety show, uh, particularly in the off, you know, in the off years, it, it's humorous, it's fun, but he also it's filled with substance. Nobody talks about substance as much as he does. In fact, I don't know how he gets away with it. The hour and a half. Most of us politicians, we go beyond like 20 minutes, 30 minutes on issues and, and, and the eyes glaze over in the audience. And part of it is that he mixes it. So, he, so he'll talk about, you know, what's wrong with the border in great, in, in great detail. Stories and other things. And then, then he'll tell a few jokes or do an imitation. And then he'll, then he'll start to talk about uh, Ukraine and Russia and how Biden caused that and makes the very powerful point that it just wouldn't have happened had he been president and explains, you know, how, how, uh, how and why that's the case and what he would do. And then, then he'll go off and bring somebody else up who he'll tease with. And so it's a, um, it's a very interesting thing that no other American politician has done. It's like a, a teaching session broken up with lighthearted moments. I told him back in 20 that those rallies were his secret weapon. And remember, they were taken away from him with the pandemic. When you talk about the damage that the pandemic did to him, it did tremendous damage in many ways. But taking away the Trump rallies was a, a part of it. So we will take a short break and we will be right back. This is the Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with uh, the Rudy Giuliani Show and the Mayor's Final Thoughts sponsored by Tunnel to Towers. T2T.org. You know, I'm reinvigorated. Uh, if, I don't know that I have to be, but I'm reinvigorated about Tunnels and Towers after the run on Sunday and seeing all my friends and uh, both both the, the firefighters and police officers ca- ca- carrying the, uh, the, the 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 pictures of the of the of the heroes that were lost that day and now the heroes that are lost afterwards. The equal number. Uh, and then seeing, particularly seeing the cadets, you know, they had uh, cadets from the academy, the meaning West Point, but they had uh, fire cadets and they had EMT cadets, and they had um, uh, and they had, and, and they had police cadets. And I gotta tell you, they look so young. They all look so young. The, the West Point, they all of them, they, can't, they all look young. But the idea that they're going to go off and fight a war. But I guess it's always been that way, right? So now I want you to, I want you to uh, just call up right now. Uh, go to T2T.org, T, the number 2T.org. Make your $11 contribution for this month and for every month so that Tunnel to Towers can take care of those, you know, those, those, those people who serve us and are uh, seriously injured in the line of duty or die. Um, I think uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna ask if Jim. I don't know how much time we have. We got about two minutes, Jim. But uh, Jimmy. Yes, I'm here. I just want to talk about the communist press writes about changing mass thought patterns. They say they're able to move tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of voters. They're able to change moods and sentiments. That's amazing. The Soviet press writes like that, but the Soviet press also writes about changing the psychological makeup on Muslims. I want to tie this. The New York Post a couple of weeks ago had a two-page article about the magazine High Times that promoted right. marijuana use. The guy that put High Times together worked with the Institute for Policy Studies, KGB Front Group. The communist and Soviet influence in America is tremendous. It's absolutely tremendous. They shape views, opinions. They shape how you vote. This information is wrong information. Call us again tomorrow and let's follow up on that. I want people to hear that, Jim. That's why I put you on. God bless America. It's important to see the connections. Nobody sees them better than Jimmy. God bless America.